Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning to you. Seven after the hour, 11.07 a.m. Sunday, June 8th. This is... Hour number two of the huddle. Great to have you with us this morning. We've covered uh, so much ground already this morning, and we've got another hour to go, which is which is a lot of fun. The Vikings take on the Bears. I believe that's a noon noon kickoff today from beautiful Soldier Field in Chicago. A game which has uh, some implications for the Minnesota Vikings, but really what they need is the 49ers to basically not show up uh, in Arizona in order for them to try to get the number two seed. The playoffs looks like they're going to get locked in there. At number three, we already talked about this in the first hour. Is it possible that the Vikings have overachieved? And that's why our expectations are a little too high as they get ready uh, to face the Bears this afternoon. Give us a call or a text on the City's One Plumbing Pocket text line 651-461-9226. Let me know. What do you think? Have the Vi- are we just satisfied that they have gotten to 12 and hopefully 13 wins? Or, or is this a team that if they don't go to the Super Bowl? Is it just too much because of the way that they've played the season so far? The other big news later this week, Pete, Kirk Soraka is leaving again the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He's taking a job at Rutgers, basically the same job that he has with the Minnesota Vikings, with the Minnesota Golden Gophers, excuse me. And I think it's pretty obvious that this is a career move, right? This is a he's he's getting a huge raise. I think one and a half yeah. million dollars, one of the highest. Uh, paid coordinators now in the Big Ten, which is listen. I'm not gonna. I will never ever fault a guy for wanting to go make a better living. Whether you're making three million or seven million, of course you're gonna go to the seven million. That's ridiculous. Why wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> but the question that I had, which is interesting, and I thought I actually thought of another one uh, as we were talking last hour. But I want to start with this. Um, Rutgers is is in bad shape offensively and this is clearly a big risk reward job right if he can turn this around a little bit he he starts to get talked about as a head coach and I think that's that's I'm guessing that's what he wants but Rutgers was 128th in scoring out of 131 FBS teams last year now they have a pretty good quarterback Uh, I'm going to forget the kid's name but there's something there to him Uh, Mm -hmm. but to me I I have to wonder if maybe you know is it really worth it couldn't he have stayed here and done really well and then maybe tried to get a head coaching job somewhere else i mean rutgers is not to me a football powerhouse i i actually happen to think that the gophers are a much better program i was a little i was a little uh, charlie had said this when we were talking during the break and i agree with him before i heard about the money i was like what why are you leaving again okay i get it but from a coaching standpoint pete would he have been better staying here 
Well, I certainly think so. And and I think that part of the reason that he came back initially anyhow was uh, Tanner Morgan and the relationship that they had had and how well Tanner performed when he was here before and he had gone off to Penn State. So that was that was something that, you know, it, it is shocking to me because he's leaving now. Ethan, who I think could be an absolute amazing quarterback, I think his yep. arm is as good as, you know, probably anybody right now in the Big Ten, and, and he really could be something special in the future, maybe. And it's just a matter of coaching and getting him over the hump because he was so young and he started off a little bit raw when we first saw him in there, and they, they didn't give him the right opportunity, and then they started to do a better job of doing that, giving him simpler passes that actually lead into further down the field type passes. And he, he excelled, and he got a little bit better, a little bit better to the point where maybe he was better than Tanner Morgan and he took over the job um, due to injury, but kind of kept it, right? So it makes me kind of wonder why Why does Sharaka, what, what, was he just here as a rental or, or, or what? It was, it was a really strange thing for me, to, and you bring up a good point. This is an offense that does not score points. Uh, you know, I, I'm looking at it right now. I didn't realize how bad they were, but yeah. they scored 105 points in nine games this past year in, in the Big Ten. <laughs> Boy, that's that's really amazing. <laughs> you know, only Northwestern was worse, and those two teams were just equally ba- battling to see who was the worst team. Well, it was Rutgers because they gave up almost 310 points or something like that. Yeah. So um, there's a long way to go if you're going to be at the Rutgers. Um, you know, and and, and it, I, I don't know. I think it's a bad decision on his part, even though you're going for the money, which is clearly what I think he's doing. It's, mm-hmm. I don't think the platform is as good at Rutgers as it is at the University of Minnesota to go to some other school. And, and if he shined while he was here with one quarterback and then another, that's even a better sign, I think, that he is, he's really the right guy. But it's an interesting decision on his part. And, I, you know, is it money-related? I'm sure that has to be a big piece of it. But um, I, I don't know. I think, I think the platform here at the University of Minnesota is a far better one than at Rutgers. Yeah, uh, I'm going to pop in here. We just had a caller with, uh, you know, he, he added a little bit of insight. He, apparently, Soraka's son is uh, going to school at Rutgers, or his daughter is going to school at Rutgers. He has a son nearby as well, family nearby in Pennsylvania. So there are other, you know, th- reasons why sure. maybe, you know, this decision was made. And, yeah, look, maybe there's things we don't know. There are, There's always things we don't know. You could fill a warehouse with things I don't know. I agree. Uh, but, but in terms of, and and, they, and that certainly could change this issue. One thing that I was thinking about last segment, Pete, is, as we were talking about Soraka with, with Charlie, um, mm-hmm. this is now, and Charlie, you brought this up, this is the third coordinator, I think, this in the past week that we've heard is leaving for other third programs. Coach, yep. Is, mm-hmm. is <laughs> are the Gophers, mm-hmm. have they become a jumping off school? For coaches, I mean, I just this is a Big Ten program. This is a de- I think this is a destination school, a destination football program in the Big Ten. But is it now? A, or or am I am I naive in thinking that any program when you're a coordinator is a jumping off? I, I just I, it kind of came to me. I'm like, huh, this isn't like a starter school job or anything like that. Well, I, you know, it really could be just um, what people see and how the Gophers have been able to transition from from the team that they once were, which was, call it just a little bit better than 500, to a team under, under P.J. Fleck. And there's a lot of people who can make very valid arguments about, well, we, we play a very weak, you know, early season and we, 
we don't have to play everybody. And we didn't this year, we didn't have to play Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, I, I think the, all those are very valid. But I think the reality is people look at us and they say, hey, look, these guys are doing something right. And it's not Michigan. It's not Ohio State. It's not those, you know, the marquee names of the Big Ten necessarily. And yet they look at us and they see us winning nine, ten games per year. Yeah. And we've got quality on the either sides of the ball. We have, we've put in a lot more players into the NFL than we've seen in the past. So, you know, th- there's a lot of reasons why if, if you're looking and you're starting to build your new program somewhere else or, you're, or you lose somebody and you want to fill somebody in, um, there's some quality coaches. I'll tell you what, the guy that I just absolutely just thought the world of him was Kenny Burns, our, our running back mm-hmm. coach, who got the Kent State head coaching job, which is a different deal altogether. But, you know, he, he jumped over there to Kent State. It gives him that opportunity. He was, was as sharp as any guy I've seen. I loved what I watched when he was going through the fundamentals with all those running backs and his knowledge of the game and everything else. I just I thought the world of him. So we've lost quite a few different people, but maybe for the right reasons because they were they were excellent coaches. And that also makes the point that, as we talked about with Soraka just a little bit ago, you can stay here and, and move on uh, to a bigger job if, if you do things right. Uh, let's mm-hmm. go to the phone line, the Twin Cities, uh, the Cities One Plumbing Talk and Text Line, uh, 651-461-9226. Give us a call or a text. We have Ken on the line again. Ken, you call every week, man. I, I appreciate you uh, calling us every week. <laughs> what do you got for us this morning? Good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, I was just uh, scanning the sports section today, and something that uh, struck me was, you know, the North Dakota State and South Dakota State are playing for the championship in their in their league type uh, position, and uh, North Dakota State has ten full time paid assistants, and uh, they were talking about them when they come to recruit. Uh, they, their their uh, mission was Minneapolis takeover, and then uh, if they're talking about recruiting locally, that's the entire state of Minnesota where they are recruiting, and they consider that local. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. We've heard uh, Pete. I'll let you weigh in on this one. I I always um, you know it's it's for people that don't necessarily. Uh, get it and understand how it always works is that these schools like in North Dakota State and South Dakota State, and North Dakota State's always been phenomenal at this. It's really identifying mm-hmm. those second-tier guys that they can get that will compete and, and getting them from this idea that, hey, why go to a Minnesota for that matter and be third or fourth in the depth chart and you can come here and play now mm-hmm. and win national championships. And I think that's why they recruit this area so hard because we do have some of those schools here and some great athletes. Yeah, I think they do an absolutely amazing job. And it's not just suddenly in the last couple of years. It's not in the last decade. This is going back decades. And specifically with North Dakota State, they have been a power at every single level. They've been amazing to watch what they've been able to do with their program and what they've been able to do as far as recruiting. Because as much as they do stay in the Midwest, if you look and you, you go through all the different players that they've got, they've got kids just like the Golden Gophers. They've got guys from Georgia. They've got guys from Florida. There's, you know, if, if people want a winner, right? And, and if you want to play at, a, at the extreme high level and yet you are not, you know, at that next level where the Big Ten and everybody else and the Big Power Five, North Dakota State's the place to go. And South Dakota State is becoming that same type of a team where 
when you look at those schools, you see kids that, that are fast. You see kids that are athletic. You see kids that are going into the NFL if that's what their aspirations are. And they're doing it every single year. And it's, it's absolutely amazing. And the, the coaching that we've seen at North Dakota State over the last couple of decades, those guys have all moved on somewhere else over time and done really, really well at their yeah. next stop. I'm, I'm thinking first off right now in my head, I'm looking at like a Kansas, but I'm also looking at, at uh, Wyoming and what a program they've built there. And that's came from Nebraska, went to North Dakota State, goes to Wyoming, and then creates what is, I think, a pretty amazing power. By the way, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yep, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. did pretty well with that. Yeah, not, not so bad. But, you know, they, they've always done a great job recruiting. And the way they've gone around the state of Minnesota has been absolutely amazing to me to watch how well they've done, including the quarterbacks. I mean, think of, think of first-round draft pick quarterbacks, and you look at North Dakota State, and you start mm-hmm. to scratch your head and say, wow. These guys, it's not yeah. just a big lineman and not just a linebacker. They have quality guys. Shoot, look at what the Green Bay Packers did this past uh, offseason when they drafted a receiver from North Dakota State mm-hmm. who you know, has, has been up and down, but he's an absolute phenom as far as what he's able to do, his speed, his height, all of that. And it's because they scour everywhere to find these great athletes who maybe the others have looked past them for whatever reason. And these guys can play too, Pete. That's always amazing to me, and you know this better than I do, that that line between being a FBS and an FCS player is so razor thin, right? It, it can be something uh-huh. as small as maybe you're, maybe the program you played for didn't quite have you there yet. Maybe you just played somewhere where they didn't see you. But these guys, you know, at the F, and Carson Wentz is certainly uh, the, the, the poster child for this. But these players can play, and they can play at the next level. Yeah. Just for whatever reason, they didn't make that initial jump to, to uh, FBS. Well, and it also – the other last thing I'd say about it is they, they, they allow players to do what they would like to do. And what I mean by that is Trey Lance. How about him as an example? Yeah, so great from, point. Hearing this from Marshall, Minnesota, but everybody wants him to be a safety or, or a receiver or something other than a quarterback. North Dakota State says, look, you want to play quarterback? You're our quarterback. <laughs> and the kid was absolutely amazing to the point where, you know, he got all the way up into the top three in the draft and goes to the, to the 49ers and he's working on it. It'll take some time. And it, that's what people, some people have already thought he was a failure. And I look at that and say, hey, wait a minute now. He played one full year. He played one game in his second year. And then he gets drafted by the Niners. It will take a little time for him to get up to speed. And uh, understandably so. But I think his talent level is unbelievable and he will be a great quarterback in the nfl good stuff man we're going to step aside real quick we will come back talk a little more uh we'll probably talk some more nfl some more vikings as well and we'll uh we'll, charlie will jump in here uh, at the bottom of the hour at the middle of the hour rather with uh some buying and selling we're going to talk nfl playoffs so Hmm. huddle will roll on you're listening on a3owcco Welcome back to the huddle. Dave Schwartz, Pete Nigerian, Charlie Weiss. Good to have you with us. About a half hour from now, Vikings and... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Bears kick things off. Again, if you uh, have been living under a rock this week, you know the Vikings are probably going to sit in there at the three spot in the uh, playoffs. But if they win... And somehow the 49ers uh, lose, they could jump up to two. Uh, Pete, <laughs> I, I kind of go back and forth on this, but I think the overall consensus is I'd give Kirk Cousins and, and the offense a couple of series and then get them out of there, right? I, I mean, because it's Soldier Field and, and notoriously Soldier Field's field is garbage. Uh, and at this point in, in January, it's probably not much better. They're probably going to need 15-inch cleats at this point. In fact, just let the wide receivers wear stilettos out there because it might actually grip the field better because that field is always in terrible shape. How much, if you're, uh, if you're KOC, how much would you play Kirk in your starters? You know, I think you'd have to be really careful. And to your point, you, you'd, you'd hope that in the couple of series that you play them, and I think you only do play them, maybe, maybe the first quarter or so. Um, and, I, and the reasoning being exactly what we already are facing, which is injury. And, and we already have issues with that on the offensive line specifically. So it's, and we've got plenty on the defense as well. So I think the reality would be that you, you want to get out there. You want, I think you keep the guys sharp that are there, but at the same time, you don't need to do anything to get anybody into a position to be getting hurt as best you can at least. And so I think you do have to play at least a couple of quarters or at least a quarter or so, a couple of series, see how things go. See if you can get a nice lead and maybe just pad onto that, maybe with some of the, some of the backups, that would be great. I mean, that would be what everybody would be looking for. And let's be honest, the, the bears, like we talked about earlier, the Bears are basically going at this saying, you know what, we, we're going to get a really nice pick in the draft, and we got Nathan <laughs> Peterman's going to start our quarterback. We're going to rest Justin Fields, who allegedly is out, and um, and go from there. And so because of that, you know, they, they're already throwing up the white flag, and it's just a yeah. matter of us taking that and saying, you know, uh, we'll get enough points. Hopefully we can get 14 points or something like that. Maybe we're up 14-3. And then I think you've got to rest the guys. I, I, I really do. And get and get a couple of guys, maybe a little bit more experience out there because yeah. all the injuries that we do have, uh, you know. This is the well, outcome. and if, if you follow the Raiders' lead, this is a great opportunity to see what you have in Nick Mullins, right? I mean, just you, you, got, you got to see what you have. Could you imagine if you bought this ticket like two months ago and now you're standing in line to get into Soldier Field 
It's it's 25 degrees, and you're getting ready to watch Nathan Peterman face off against Nick Mullins. Wow. I mean, golly. I mean, you can't predict little, it, right? We're a little hard on, on Peterman, but the, but the reality is we, we kind of should be because you're exactly right. When people And we talk about it all the time, whether it's the NBA or baseball, whatever it might be, when you see some of these players that are resting, quote unquote resting, uh, um, you know, when you've bought that expensive ticket, boy, that's frustrating. And it, yeah. you know, you you can't blame people for being angry about that at all because I I find myself in that same category when I go to a game. I wanted to see the guys play. I'll tell you who never really that I recall at least I never saw him sit out was Michael Jordan ever. I, yeah, he would play and he would always put on a show and it was always going to be excellent. And I had uh, excuse me Timberwolf tickets for a really long time and I, I can tell you. Guys like Michael Jordan, there was a few others. They they played even when it didn't really matter that much. They played because it mattered to them, and that's that's what fans love and embrace. I'll tell you what, you can get a bargain today uh, if you go on StubHub right now. You can see this game today for twenty seven dollars. Gets you in the door at Soldier Field. I believe that's probably cheaper than what it would cost you to get a couple beers and a hot dog to make the whole game worth it. Well, and, and by the time you pay for parking, yeah, you're you're getting the ticket for it. You're, <laughs> you're getting a deal. All right, let's step aside, take a break. We'll come back in a few. You're listening to the huddle. Welcome back to the huddle. It is eleven thirty-five. We send it over to Charlie. We're going to buy and sell some stuff, aren't we? Let's do it. Yeah, you know, it's like the intro says, it's uh, financial guru Pete Najarian here, so I thought we might as well. He, uh, now, is that what he it is says? The is stock guru? market star. Stock market star. Thank you. I should know that the by stock, now. you got to get that right. The stock, stock market, market star. star. Uh, and that other guy who's with him. Uh, storyteller, right? It says a uh, yeah. long-time storyteller. Stock market star and a guy who never shuts his mouth. <laughs> well, I thought we'd... Uh, I thought we'd get a little a little Pete action uh, talking about stocks. So, you know, I, these are softballs, I think, Pete. I, I think they're they're not exactly the hardest hitting, but you know, I want to hear your opinion. All right, Tesla sure. is down to one hundred and thirteen dollars a share as of Friday after a year to date high in April of three hundred and sixty one dollars. Are you buying or selling that this is an overcorrection? Is 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 this going to rebound a little? Are they is is it going too far, or is this was this bound to happen? Buying or selling? Yeah, um, I am. I am not a buyer yet, and I'm giving you full disclosure. I used to own this stock, and a lot of the reasons why I kind of jumped away from it was the buying of Twitter, not for the, any of the negative reasons that a lot of other people have, but just the sheer reason that he had to raise forty. I think it was $44 billion to be able to make that purchase happen. So uh, it's a stock that was under pressure last year. I think they lost almost $600 billion in market cap, just to give you a little bit of a, of a, of a number. Um, but you know what? It's an amazing company. that They're going to continue to be great. Uh, they've had a lot of issues. Part of the reason they've sold off is the manufacturing in China really just dropped to virtually nothing for a while. Um, that is starting to reopen. But it's a really interesting company. They they have done nothing wrong. It's just a lot of uh, a lot of people just shifting around, and and some people that are angry about some of what Elon has been pushing politically and everything else. So I think that that at some point will blow over. I think anything. It was just around 102 bucks a share just the other day. Yeah, on Friday. Oof. So 
I do think that this is a, a stock that uh, will be very, very, uh, if you're patient, could be a great time to start looking at it a lot closer than before. All right, there it is, our financial tips for the day. I got one more for you in a bit, Pete. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said, but it sounded really intelligent. Go ahead. <laughs> well, we'll move back to sports here for Dave. Okay, Unless, I, I don't know, Dave, you want you want a stock question? No, I'm I, taking notes now, on, uh, with the stock market superstar. I'm yeah. just writing it all down. All right, Dave, for you, are you buying or selling that Kalen Addison Ooh. will finish in the top five of the Calder, Co- Calder Trophy voting when it is all said and done? Oh, boy. Top five? Top five. Um, you know, gosh, I, I, I'm i trying to think about the other rookies who, who are out there and who um, – who the possibilities are? Do you have? Do you happen to have the list in front of you? Top top NHL scorers this year. I, it's listen. It's really hard. I'll say this much. And and Kalen Addison, I, I love the way he's played this year. I really do. He, he's he's been up and down, but by and large, he's he's been pretty good. It is just like it's hard to win the Heisman if you're not a quarterback. It can be difficult to win Rookie of the Year. I think as a defenseman, and and so. I, I think he's played really well, but I think it can be it can be a challenge again without looking at uh, rookie scoring for the year. Uh, I think it can be a challenge to win that as a defenseman. So uh, I don't think he'll win. I, I could see him in the top five, uh, but it's it's going to be it, he's going to have to stay healthy and he's going to have to stay in the lineup, and that's it's going to be those two things to me. All right, there you have it, Pete. Back to you here. This is a two-parter. Part one, <laughs> national championship game is coming up here on Monday. Are you buying or selling that the championship game should be moved to a Saturday? Oh, wow. Hmm. Um, I don't think I, – no, I don't think so. I, I think, you know what, uh, put it on wherever the best viewership is for the entire country and give, give them an opportunity. And maybe whatever day that is, um, I think that's, that's the that's, – where I would go. And I, by the way, I'm excited for this game. I know the big 10 got swept, but those games were phenomenal. One was really sloppy. One was really tight. They were amazing to watch. And and Georgia got very, very fortunate, um, you know, with the missed field goal at the end. But I I look at TCU and Georgia and I think the game is going to be, hopefully I'm right, but I'm pretty sure that the TCU is not going to be blown out like a lot of people are expecting. And I know the spreads are very high, but it's a really good football team. Hey, the quarterback played the worst game he'd played of the entire season, and they still won the game. So that says a lot. That, that's a good football team. And uh, part two of that question, who you got, TCU or Georgia? <laughs> you know what? I think Georgia has shown that they can be vulnerable at times, and I, I, I like TCU. Uh, I know they don't have nearly the talent, but I'm going to go with the dark horse here. I think these guys have a great opportunity, great receiver, great running backs, and a quarterback that you just have to embrace and love him because of what he's been able to do, what he's gone through. And Sonny Dykes gave him the chance, and he's got taken that chance. He almost won the Heisman, probably deserved to win the Heisman. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm going to go with TCU. All right, Dave, you got an opinion on that? I think they should move the championship to Saturday. I think all championships should be on Saturday night because I don't want to have to go to work the next day. I want to be able to watch the game. I want to be able to have some cold beverages, some nachos, some chicken wings. You know, like let's make these events on a night where we can all watch them. We can watch them with our kids. We can encourage their love of the games uh, on a Monday night. I, I, what time's the game on my? Was it a seven thirty, eight o'clock yeah, start? Something like that. Late I'll be night. up. 
I'll probably get through the first quarter and maybe to the second before I can't keep my eyes open anymore, as much as I want to watch it. Put it on a Saturday night. Let us all watch it together. The ratings will be there. And who's winning? I'm an old man. Get off my lawn. <laughs> who's winning? Dave, you're, you're brushing aside oh, the TCU you or Georgia. I, uh, I'll go with Georgia, just because right. I always pick SEC teams. All right. Uh, I got three more here, guys. So we're gonna we're gonna okay. run through them. I think they're all good yep. questions. Yep. They deserve to be asked. Uh, back to you, Dave. By yourself, yes, the St. Thomas Tommies have the best Ooh. college basketball team in the state of Minnesota. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it. I, I listen. They, I love. Um, I'm gonna forget his name now. Their head coach over at St. Thomas Tower. Tower. John Tower. Uh, I love the way he, he's a very. Um, He's a very esoteric coach. You know, he's written books on coaching, but he is very much a – first of all, he's, he's a brilliant basketball mind, and I, and I won't take that away from him. I don't want to minimize that. But he knows how to lead young men to greatness. And I think when in terms of coaching – and, Pete, I'm sure you – I know that you've had a lot of coaches and probably know this better than mm-hmm. I do. A, 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 a large portion of coaching has nothing to do with X's and O's and has everything to do with knowing how to push a kid to their, to do their best and to get the most out of them and to keep them in a state of mind in which they can do all those things. And John tower is great at that. He is a brilliant man and he knows how to, to motivate and get the best out of kids. And that's what makes him the most successful. I'll always buy John towers teams. I am buying it, baby. <laughs> All right, Pete, back to you here. Jim right. Harbaugh will be coaching at Michigan next season. Buy or sell? Uh, I'm selling that. I think he's he's going to be absolutely swarmed upon by a couple NFL teams, but most likely Carolina, which was the rumor because he had talks with Tepper, who I know David Tepper very well. He's an investor who's he's got too, way too much money. He doesn't mind wasting it, and he'll throw a lot of money at Jim, and I think Jim's going to be getting co- – he'll get a coaching job for likely somewhere close to 10 to $12 million a year, and I don't think he can pass that up. All right, and lastly, wow. Dave. Yes. This was uh, dropping here in the last 20 or so minutes. I was uh, seeing some sources online, on Twitter, unnamed sources, uh, talking about Carlos Correa and the Minnesota Twins. Allegedly, the new offer is nine years, $275 million. And here's the big one, though. The Twins are not making it contingent on a new physical, like, like the Mets and the Giants were. And that is what has caused all of these holdups. Oh so are you buying or selling the Twins' odds again on Carlos Correa? Okay, so so first of all, this is this is like the, you know, I don't. It's not you. It's me. I don't want to go out with you anymore. But hey, let's go out to this restaurant, right? Okay. Listen, she doesn't like us. Just move on. Um, so let me get this straight. Let me let me talk this out. The Mets offer him twelve years for three fifteen. The Giants offer him thirteen for five fifty. The none of them uh, like the fact that he will uh, can't pass his physical because of a, an ankle injury, and the Twins say um, we don't care about that. We'll invest. Nine years into you and two hundred and fifteen million dollars. He's a great player, and I and Carlos Correa is definitely a guy that I want on the Twins roster. But the fact that you that you don't make it, I I just balk at that whole idea that you're not going to give him a physical. And I'm I know that this has happened before, and I and I think, and I'm sure people can correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is what happened when the Mets signed Pedro Martinez many many years ago. They gave him a ton of money and said, eh, we don't need a physical. 
and he ended up not, you know, not living up to his potential at all, and he was hurt. The money doesn't bother me. The 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 years are a little bit uh, they're up there, but I, you can't. And I'm sure they have their own medical staff, and and they, you know, the Twins probably know Carlos Correa's injuries better than anybody, right? But. I don't like signing him for that much money without a physical. I, I just don't, and so I'll sell, and I'm probably wrong, but I'd sell. <laughs> all right, that's all I got for you guys. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We will talk about what in the world is going on with your Minnesota Timberwolves. Chris Hines joins oh. us around the corner. The Mariah Carey-loving Chris Hines joining us this morning on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Covers the Timberwolves. For the Star Tribune, you must love Christmas time with all the Mariah Carey songs. Is it just your favorite season? Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, <laughs> but every season is Mariah Carey season in my That's heart. That's a great so point. Christmas, That's a great point. Christmas is no different. Uh, the Wolves <laughs> are at Houston. I'm good. The Wolves are at Houston tonight, six yeah. o'clock. You can hear that right here on WCCO Radio. Uh, Chris, uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, you you can't declare this experiment uh, not gone well yet, but it seems like defensively he's taken a step backwards. How concerned is Chris Finch by that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that they're at least outwardly concerned when we ask them about it. Um, you know, I think part of it is we still don't know how all this is going to look when Carl Anthony Towns comes back from injury A, and B, this is just kind of my theory about about Rudy Gobert. You know, you look at the, the playoffs the last few years, and Gobert kind of developed a reputation for quote unquote being played off the floor in, in important matchups and important situations. I, I think that to maximize Gobert's defense and what he does best in the paint, he needs guys in front of him to at least play to a certain standard in terms of ball containment and just, you know, giving, giving a crap. So <laughs> I, I think <laughs> on the nights when the, when they struggle, it, it really is a team thing. And Rudy kind of gets caught in between trying to figure out which mistakes he should be covering up for. Um, if, you know, if he, should he be going out to the corner? Should he be by the basket? I think when he, when guys in front of him are, are kind of lining their P's and Q's along the perimeter, he's able to more effectively roam the paint without having to make mm-hmm. all these other kind of decisions. So I, I think when the Wolves are just playing decent team defense outside of him, he's able to really maximize what he does well, and that's protect the rim. So, Chris, I'm, I'm curious, though. So the other night he had arguably one of the best games he's had since he came to the Timberwolves, right? He had the 25 points, 21 rebounds. Yep. And it, it seems to me like, you know, we were talking about this early on. We said, you know, it might take all the way through December before we start to see this team start to gel a little bit with, you know, all the, the newness of it all. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think we've, we're seeing a little bit of that? Is there a glimpse of that from the game the other night? Because the Clippers are a decent basketball team, and, and it just seems like between he and Anthony Edwards, who just is unbelievable, lights out, it seems like, every night, um, that there really is something there. And if Carl comes back and is willing to play that same game, we could actually be the team maybe that that trade signifies. I think there's a little bit. I think, I think they're finally starting to get used to playing with Rudy on the offensive end of the floor. 
Um, I think that's an important development. There, you can see oftentimes they struggle to get him the ball, and he struggles to seem to when to expect the ball. So, for instance, like he might be expecting a bounce pass in a certain situation, but a guy goes to give him a lob or vice versa. He's looking for a lob pass, and all of a sudden it's a bounce pass you know, around his knees, and he fumbles it because he's not really expecting the bounce pass to come. So I think you're seeing – I think what you saw the other night was them really ironing out some of those issues. <clears throat> they seem to be the most in sync that they had been of any game this season, really. And mm-hmm. – the big, the big question is when Carl comes back, though. You know, that's ultimately the whether we can tell whether they gelled or not. When Carl comes mm-hmm. back and he can fit in seamlessly with with what might be happening around him, or does that disrupt the chemistry through nobody's fault of their own? It's just how the players mix on the floor. So I think the biggest question as to whether they're gelling or not still has to be answered, and that's when Carl comes back. Chris Hines, Chris Hines, excuse me, from the Star Tribune, joining us in the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Chris, over the past couple weeks, I have heard over and over again, and I feel like every time we hear from Chris Finch, he's talking about leadership. Who's going to lead? Who's going to step up and be that guy? Uh, it certainly seems like Anthony Edwards could be that guy at some point. His numbers have him there. But does he have that in him yet at this point to be that leader that they're needing right now, both on the floor and on the bench? I think he eventually has the charisma, the the attitude, and the demeanor to do it. He's just 21 years old right now. Yeah, he he hasn't been through uh, the rigors of you know really tough postseason basketball on a year in year out basis. Doesn't have the the veteran scar tissue built up the way some others on the roster have. But it's tough when. You know, they do have leaders on this team. They have guys who will speak up, guys like Kyle Anderson, Torrey, and Prince Austin Rivers. But, you know, all three of those guys, when the main roster is fully healthy, all three of those guys are going to be bench players, role players. Mm -hmm. So it's tough when you're getting leadership not necessarily from your starting five or, you know, the guys who are making the most money on your team. So that's that's the conundrum they find themselves in is that their best talkers are guys who play but you know aren't necessarily on the floor all the time or won't be on the floor all the time in the last three minutes of a playoff game, perhaps. So I think with Ants, they're encouraging him to be more vocal. Uh, the veterans are encouraging him to be more vocal. Uh, as it pertains to kind of his leadership with the ball in his hands on the court, they're encouraging him to – just make plays, you know, don't worry about, you know, the, the results or if you screw up here and there. So I think ultimately there's, there's encouragement of Ant, but he just, he's 21 years old. And it, it, there's just how many leaders in the NBA do you know that are 21 years old? There's yeah, not, it's hard. There's not many. It's hard. It's hard. Chris, Chris, thank you so much for your time this morning. We're up against it here. I appreciate it. I know you're down at shoot around. So thanks so much for giving us a few minutes. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, no Chris. Problem. Thank you. All right, Timberwolves at the Houston at uh, the Houston Rockets tonight. I believe that's a six o'clock game, uh, and the which again you can hear right uh, right here on these airwaves uh, tonight. Minnesota nineteen and twenty one, Houston ten and twenty nine. So certainly a, a winnable game 
for your Minnesota Timberwolves. Vikings taking on the Bears today in Chicago. The Wild hosting St. Louis tonight. Should be a great sports Sunday, Pete. Going to sit back, relax, and watch a little TV. I'm just looking forward to that Detroit game at at Green Bay. That I, I can't wait for that game. I hope it's meaningful. So that'll be fun to watch as well. That should be a fun one to watch. I agree. Will you enjoy the sun and fun of Florida while we freeze it up here, okay, buddy? <laughs> I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Have a great one. <laughs> All right, Pete. Thanks to Pete. Thanks to Charlie. Thanks to Chris for joining us here. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.